James Jones says Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay. And Ian Rappaport says the Packers will move heaven and earth to pay for it. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter. Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter. Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and How? Today on the show, James Jones, former Packers receiver and NFL Network analyst, joins us from Radio Row. That was an interview from last week. We will talk about the Super Bowl at the end, but let's start with the Ian Rappaport report from over the weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one place for all your betting action in 2022. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen of the day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Rappaport, what did he say? Well, he said Green Bay, and Adam Schefter uh, reiterated this that the Packers intend to have a hefty, hefty, hefty contract offer to Aaron Rodgers, potentially making him the highest paid quarterback in the league. How does this work? Okay, that's the first question that I think we have to nail down. Okay, so if it's going to be a two-year deal, as Rappaport reported, you can add void years to it. So, for example, the Dak Prescott deal was a four-year deal that was really a six-year deal. You, you add void years at the end to spread out the signing bonus. The way this works is, let's say you give a quarterback for round numbers $100 million in guaranteed money. On a four-year deal, you can spread that signing bonus out, if that's where the guarantees are, across the years of that contract in the cap. The quarterback gets all that money. It's just an accounting trick. So this is not, there's no issues from a, well, I might not get that money. No, no, no. That money will be in the pocket of a quarterback. Let's call him Aaron Rodgers for sake of argument. And so if you're going to do, let's say a two-year deal, that's really a five-year deal. You can push money out. You probably push it out into the fourth year of the deal, the, the second void year. And then what you do is give yourself that extra year to then take in a year from now, in 2023, if Rodgers is going to play or not, you restructure again, you spread the the cap hit out again, and you push additional money into that last void year. That's the way the Dak Prescott contract works. Without getting into the nitty gritty, I mean, that is the, the top line view of it. The basic view of it is void years is so you can spread out money to make the cap hit workable. You can reduce the cap. He can be making 45, even 50 million in what you would call quote unquote average per year. But because of the void years, he's never going to cost that. And he gets to say, I'm the highest paid QB. And the agent gets to say he's the highest paid QB, but he's not really based on what the cap is. Now, I, I think there are reasonable questions to be asked about a quarterback who has said it's not about the money, it's about the people. 
And if you want to keep guys and that has been your thing, Aaron Rodgers, that you feel like Green Bay has not taken care of veterans who should have been kept, guys who were kicked to the curb because the team didn't feel like paying them. Well, one of the ways to make sure that doesn't happen is to take a little less money. So it's easier to re-sign Russell Douglas and Devondre Campbell so they can have the cap flexibility to bring back Billy Turner without feeling like he needs to be someone who's out the door to save money for your massive contract. Now, all that being said, Aaron Rodgers deserves the money. He's the MVP of the league, two-time MVP. Absolutely, he's worth a top-of-market deal. For how long? Mm, Don't know. But the logistics are workable. That leads us to an important question. Does it make sense to do from the Packers' standpoint? In essence, should they do this? And it's interesting because I framed it this way on Twitter and I got a lot of different responses. There is this way of doing it. Pay Rodgers the money, take the long-term financial hit, in let's say 2024, if Rodgers plays two more years, get nothing for Rodgers when he retires in two years and get try and get to the Super Bowl the next two years with arguably the best quarterback in the league and a very good roster, a roster that was good enough to win a Super Bowl. They just didn't. They just didn't play well enough. I don't know how you could have watched the Super Bowl on Sunday and gone, no, Green Bay definitely wasn't as good as those teams. No, Green Bay beat those two teams. And in the case of the Rams, beat them handily. And in the case of the Bengals, it took a special teams debacle to not beat them handily. On a down-to-down, play-to-play basis, Green Bay was in control of that game as well on the road. Again, in both both cases, without Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith, David Bakhtiari, etc., etc. So, from, from that standpoint, they have this option. Chase the title for the next two years. And then go into a period of uncertainty with the quarterback position and get nothing. Or get the King's ransom for Aaron Rodgers. If if that allows you to franchise Devontae Adams, great. If it allows you to franchise and trade Devontae Adams, great. Maybe you get three first-round picks, Jerry Judy, for Rodgers. And then a first-round pick and a player for Devontae Adams. Is that a better path to go than trying to run it back for the next two years? You have to decide what you think the answer is. And I I, I think Aaron Rodgers is right in that a lot of the, the feelings that people have about this are based on Aaron Rodgers, the person. Now, I'm not going to say his vaccination status. I don't I don't think the status of it is really what people push back against. It's really more the attitude and how it was handled and all that stuff. But that's a that's a discussion for another day. There are a lot of Packer fans who are just sort of over it. Not even sort of. They're over it. They're over the drama. They're over the banging the head against the wall every postseason, feeling like you have the best team and coming up short. There are Packer fans who really truly believe in their hearts that the best thing to do, and I'm not saying they're wrong even, that the best thing to do is to move on. And figure out whatever comes next and build this new version of the team. And and I don't no one wants Aaron Rodgers to hold this team hostage. It doesn't seem like that's going on. Everyone seems to be on the same page. I, I don't think it's a lock that he comes back. Now, to the question of should, 
you probably you probably need to attack your window with as much fervor as you can. My goal, if I'm the Packers, is to say, Aaron, maybe take a, a couple fewer dollars to make this a little easier to resign a Devondre Campbell and a Russell Douglas and a Devontae Adams. But the other part of this is, if you're getting Aaron Rodgers for two years, that makes it more likely you get Devontae Adams for four years, which makes it easier to spread his money out for when you're not paying for a quarterback in two years or one year or whatever it is. So those parts are intertwined. The last part of this is something that came up a lot on Sunday before the game on Twitter. And that is what this says about Jordan Love. Is there some sort of indirect or direct even opinion now that that we should draw the Packers having about Jordan Love based on this? And no, is the answer. I mean, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. I mean, I would say 10, 15% of this decision is about Jordan Love. If Jordan Love was awesome, if Jordan Love was like Patrick Mahomes in practice, yeah, maybe you'd maybe you'd say, Aaron, we're gonna take the picks and we'd like you to leave. But the Chiefs had the luxury of moving on from Alex Smith. Alex Smith was not the two-time reigning most valuable player, a four-time overall most valuable player, and one of the four most important and best players in franchise history, a storied and incredible history. It's a different perspective. Aaron Rodgers gets the benefit of the doubt. Aaron Rodgers deserves the benefit of the doubt. This is not about Jordan Love. We know Jordan Love does not give them as good a chance to win in 2022 as Aaron Rodgers does. Now, there are reasonable questions to be asked about whether Jordan Love and three first-round picks and Jerry Judy and another first-round pick for Devontae Adams and stuff is a better long-term play, but it does not get them any closer to the Super Bowl in 22 or 23. Aaron Rodgers keeps them in that mix, especially with Sean McVay might retire. Aaron Donald might retire. The team that just won the Super Bowl, the coach and the best player on the team that just won the Super Bowl might retire. Tom Brady is, for now, retired. Why aren't the Packers the favorites next year? You want the storybook ending? This is where you get it. And that's been true from the start. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you probably went pretty hard at your Super Bowl party on Sunday. I know I did pizza, wings, fries, boneless wings, bone-in wings, um, other, other starters. We had mac and cheese bites. This week, maybe you want to eat a little healthier. Maybe you want to, you know, put some better stuff in your body. But you still want to eat things that taste great. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar, they're all covered in 100% chocolate, yet they're low-calorie, high-protein. They're they're low in net carbs, low in sugar. They're delicious, but they're still fuel for your body. And when you go to Built.com, you get 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. 15% off at Built.com with the promo code LOCKED15. We're here in Los Angeles, Radio Row, former Packer receiver, and now NFL Network superstar, man, James Jones. Oh, I wish. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm great, man. Just strolling, checking it out, man. <laughs> About to work on the TV a little bit. So you were you were telling me right before we came on yeah. that the end of this season yeah. 
hit you really hard. It did, man. I mean, it, it really was like I was in the locker room playing, man. And I really ain't take too many like that. Like, I took a, tuple, t- a couple tough losses in Green Bay that it was like, man, we got to start this thing all over. But, I mean, I love Randall so much, man. Obviously, I love A-Rod. I love Tay, man. I love seeing those boys succeed, man. And I just knew it was their year. You know what I mean? And as I'm sitting at home watching it, I, I knew it was their year. And as that game, you know, started playing out like that, it, it really hurt me. And this was the first time where I really wish, like, I could have helped. You know what I'm saying? I really wish I could have went out there. Not saying I was super special and I was that guy, but, you know, just when you play the game and you're sitting on the couch, you're like, hey, man, I can't help my brothers. you like, I really wish I could have helped. And, and and this one this one really hurt. Like, my wife was like, you straight? Like, you cool? Like, you ain't play? You've been, you've been done for five plus years now. You ain't play? I'm like, no, this one hurt, man. Like, I really wanted it for him. You know what I mean? So It's interesting you know. that you say that, too, because – Aaron has has this um, reputation among some fans that he yeah. he you have to he has to have this supreme level of trust with you, yeah. and he had it with you it seemed yeah. like, yeah. Um, and he has it with Devonte, and there there has been this uh, I, I don't want to say rewriting of history, but certainly it, it, it felt like he was really honing in on Devonte. When yeah. you hear that criticism of him from that game, what is your reaction? To well, that? it's a double-edged sword because you know number one Devonte's earned that, right. you know, so like if we call to play in the huddle when you said throw it to Devontae Adams no matter what wouldn't nobody say no you know what I'm saying so you know it's, it's, it's just that's what he earned from 12 and 12 knows that if Devontae has 2, 3, 1 and I give him an opportunity he's going to make a play so you can't blame him yes as he watched film he's like damn I wish I could have that throw back you know what I mean I coach little league football there's so many plays that I wish like man I should have called that called that but when you're in the heat of the moment trying to make a play and do that you're looking for the guys you trust you know what I'm saying and at the time you can't get mad at him it was Devontae Adams you know and not saying he doesn't trust Lazar and trust MBS and those guys like that but at the same time it's a different trust factor with Devontae Adams so you can't blame him you wish he would have like he even said came back to Lazar maybe hit him right there and it's a totally different game but that's football man I, I mentioned your connection with, with Aaron when you go back to you you had the, the year in, in uh, Oakland yeah. And then the Packers are able to bring you back yeah. in, in a season where Jordy Nelson gets hurt. Devontae Adams is still – he's still – he's not quite Devontae yeah, Adams yet. Yeah. What was it like? We heard Randall talk about how much it meant to him to come back to Green yeah. Bay. Man, it was big, man. And, and, and I think the blessing about leaving and coming back is – you hear people say how special the place is, but you don't know till you leave and come back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and I think me and Randall had the opportunity to leave and come back and really experience that. Like, man, there's no place like Green Bay. And I don't care how many championships you win. I don't care about none of that. Just the family, the, the city of Green Bay, the teammates, the coaches, everybody. There's no place like Green Bay. And, yes, I don't. I, there's a lot of organizations that got more championships than us. But there's no place like Green Bay. And I think when you leave and you go to another the organization and you come back to Green Bay you feel it and you're like yeah this home it ain't really too many places like this. You told Kevin Clark some some Aaron Rodgers stories earlier in the season some some incredible stories. The one from Tampa sticks out to oh, me sure. when when he identified the defense in the huddle knew yeah. what they were going to run it, can you think of maybe another example since you told that story already yeah. of just when Aaron's brain just kind of blew you away? Well the greatest the greatest throw that I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers make to myself. Uh-huh. I mean, Jordy, Jordy's definitely will have a different story. <laughs> right. Drive, Greg, Jennings, whoever. But we're playing the Denver Broncos at home. And we
we have a play called Pepper on, and it's a double post. And it's in the red zone, right? So you got a beeline taking the safety, and you got a post on the outside. It's in the red zone, so it's a seven-step bang post, right? As my job, I'm supposed to cross the defender corner space no matter what. No matter what, that is the play. You have to protect the quarterback if he's throwing it. You got to cross the, the corner space. The corner was so far inside. And I'm like, damn, I, I cannot. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, because I'm, look, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I cannot cross his face. I'm, number one, I'm not going to get the ball. Number two, my mom and them watching on TV, they're going to be like, my son out there getting jammed up. He can't get open. And I said, I cannot cross his face. So I run my post and I go behind him and I'm like, I am about to get chewed out. You know what I mean? I'm MA, Mr. Simon. You know what I mean? I'm about to get chewed out. And when I plan it to go behind him, this is the defender, and Aaron is, is where my man is. I don't know if they can see me, but the, the ball, as I plant, the ball's coming right here behind the defender, and boom, right in my hands. And at that moment, Your when I shot. caught it, I'm like, this dude's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, now that that is crazy. Like, on time, like it coming right when I'm right behind it. I'm like, this dude is crazy. You know, I'm like, there ain't never been nobody like him. And then we get to the sideline, and I'm like, my bad, man. You know, but I'm like, dude, I, he said, I was praying you did that. Like, yeah. I was hoping that you went behind him. And right then and there, I said, oh, we locked in. <laughs> like, we, we on the same page, man. And it, it took years to get to that, but I'm like, oh, we on the same page, just locked in. But one of the greatest throws I've seen that looks really simple to people, but you turn on the film and the coaches is like, now nah, that's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? All right, James, I need you to do me a favor. We're going to finish yes. on this. Turn the cameras off. Stop recording. Tell me what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. He coming back, man. He has to. He has to. <laughs> deep down in my heart, man. Deep down in my heart. He has to. I think he's going to finish a Packer. And that was the most, that was what I was excited about, about his speech last night. You know, getting up there and just seeing the relationship he has with Coach LaFleur. You know, thanking Brian, thanking our rest in peace, Ted Thompson. But, you know, just really letting people know that it's a family. Everything's all good. We're going to get this thing worked out. And my glass is always half full. I always see 12 in the green and gold, man. I I hope he's back. I think they work it out. James, this is great. Thank you Not so much problem, for joining man. us. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks to James for joining us. James, a great sport. And still looks like he could go out and play. I mean, unbelievable, that guy, the shape that he's in. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is your number one spot for all your betting action this season. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam, both pro and college hoops. So for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to who gets fired next, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your betting needs. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online has hockey, boxing, UFC, golf, Olympics coverage, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet Online, where the game starts. A quick note on the Super Bowl. Um, a, a quick reminder Odell Beckham wanted to be in LA, he wanted to go to the Rams, and he wanted to resign. And at the end of the game, he wasn't even there. It was all Cooper Cup. It was one receiver. I could do a whole podcast just on that. We're not going to do that. You're spared from that. The other thing, though, Green Bay has to, it, it's worse now. And, and not because, um, you know, one of these teams was always going to win, and Green Bay had beaten both of them in the regular season. 
if the Rams had gone out and just bludgeoned the Bengals, I think you could just go, it was their year and they got those guys and they were the difference. Odell Beckham Jr. was not the difference in this game. It was Cooper Cup at the end. Matthew Stafford did not play great in this game. He had two interceptions. One of them was definitely his fault. Uh, one of them, not so much, not a great throw. But still a play the receiver probably needs to make. But still, he he did lead them down at the end to a, to a touchdown. Throwing to Cooper Cup exclusively. This is a, a, a team Green Bay could have and would have beaten. Now, the 49ers are a team they could have and would have beaten in another instance. It's not what happened. I don't think we need we need to take away big, strong, sweeping generalizations. Oh, the, the, the Rams methodology is validated and, and the Packers methodology is invalidated. It's not what happened. It's not what happened. The Packers actually built a better, more complete, more balanced team. Their special teams buried them and their MVP quarterback peed down his leg in the biggest game of the year. So if the Rams can win the Super Bowl coming back without the star that they traded for. Now, Aaron Donald, big part of that. Von Miller, a big part of that. Though in the second half, it was mostly Aaron Donald, especially in the fourth quarter. He had the game-winning, game-sealing play. Aaron Donald, they drafted. Cooper Cup, they drafted. And Jalen Ramsey, their superstar corner, got torched three or four times. The other side of this, Zach Taylor, conservative most of the season. Conservative in a couple big spots in this game on second and third third and shorts, running the ball and and not getting first first downs the end of the game was oh my goodness it was it was a joke it was a joke last thing this is this this game was great evidence and i i tweeted this out the rams could not run the football absolutely could not run the football they kept doing it and they should not have but Their play-action game was still good. This is a Matthew Stafford staple. This is also a Sean McVay staple. You do not need to run the ball well to play-action it well. It's all about design. It's all about execution. I, I just, I need the Packers to be in on that, and I need Aaron Rodgers to be in on that. Because they got away from a lot of the play action, the under center play action. They weren't, they were not as good at it this year. That needs to be one of the, the details that they work on this offseason is to get that under center play action, the shotgun play action. They, they need to, they need to get back to some of the Matt LaFleur basics because they work. And this game is proof of that. And some of the big spots, these two teams went to Shanahan Tree, McVeigh Tree Staples, and they worked. And it's just It's an important reminder that this offense is good. And that's a a reminder that I'm speaking specifically to Aaron Rodgers. This offense is good. It's really good. It works. If you run it, it can be really good. And it can, by the way, be driven by one receiver. One receiver. The the Bengals got that, that big play from the secondary receiver. T. Higgins on Jalen Ramsey. No penalty called, of course. I, I do think Green Bay would, would be smart to draft a receiver. I've been saying that for several years. 
this is this goes back to our original point, though. I don't think that invalidates the process of what they did with Jordan Love, and I don't think it invalidates it, it reflects what they think of him or who he is. So is there is there a lesson to be learned from all of this? Yeah. Play better in the postseason. Play better in the postseason. Because they had a good enough team. This Packers team was better than the Rams team. This, this, this Packers team was better than the Bengals. They were better than the 49ers. They just didn't play better. This is at least two years in a row we're talking about this. <clears throat> two years in a row where they could reasonably say we were better. We didn't play better. They played better and, and they beat us. And, and the Packers have to do some soul searching as to why that is. Because it's unacceptable. Can't have it. Especially if you're going to go all in for two more seasons. Okay. You're going to go in for two more seasons. Then you have to fix whatever this postseason ill is. You have to find a cure. Can they do it? That's going to be Matt LaFleur's task. It's going to be Brian Gutekind's task. That's going to be Aaron Rodgers' task. I mean, if that's what's happening. And it looks like that's what's happening. James Jones says he's he's coming back. It sounds like from, from everything we're hearing that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. So we're going to operate under that assumption until we have other information. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Subscribe to the league.